Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We looked at this verse in a couple of different translations about two weeks ago. The Passion Translation, it says, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. The Good News Translation says, What you say can preserve your life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Proverbs 18.21 in the message says, Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. How many know we can choose? Did you know, and I don't have time to get into this, but part of a big part of your faith is desire. It's your free will. The power of speech, we saw this, of all the powers that man possesses, there is scarcely any more impressive than the power of speech. It is a godlike power. Human speech is no mere evolution from the cry of the animals. Speech became possible on the earth only when the only when on the earth there appeared one into whom the divine spirit had breathed the breath of life and made him a living soul. It is because the origin of speech is divine that words have such supernatural power. Consider what a word is. From the materialist standpoint or the natural standpoint of view, it is but a slight agitation of the particles of air around us, a moving of the vocal cords, a forming of letters into sentences or words and sentences. Nothing could be feebler, nothing is more fleeting, can be conceived concerning words. Yet that word can make or mar a human life. The word can fill a home with gladness or despair. How many, when you were younger or in life, you had somebody tell you something and it's like it haunted you? Words have power. And what we know is they have the power of life and the power of death. It's a matter of how we wield those words. When the tongue is consecrated, when it is guided and controlled by a heart full of the Holy Ghost, it becomes a mighty power to destroy the works of the devil. Last week we talked about the definition of faith. We saw some very powerful and simple truths concerning the definition of faith. We saw that faith is a conviction based upon what you have heard. Faith is simply what you believe. Faith and belief are the same thing. If faith was one thing... Uh, uh, and belief was another, then they would come through different processes. Do you know, uh, and there is some truth here as far as faith and belief go, as far as uh, uh, how they function. But you know faith and belief are the same? Did you know that? Uh, this is something Doug Jones actually taught us, and I was thinking about it because uh, 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 actually Rick was talking about faith and belief this morning, and uh, Andrew Womack has some teaching on faith and belief. What, it, what belief is, it is, is, is action to your faith. But if faith and belief were different, they would have to come different ways. Does that make sense? Faith comes by, okay? So once you have a conviction in your heart, then belief begins to come forth. Amen? Now, I can prove this to you. You can actually have faith. And not function in your belief. And miss it. You say, prove it. 
How many remember reading in the book of Acts where Paul was preaching and there was a lame man present? And the scripture says that Paul looked at him and perceived that he had faith to be what? Healed. Yet, he was still crippled. So what hadn't taken place yet? The action of belief. The faith, everything was present. What was missing? He didn't act on his faith, which is unbelief. Right? <laughs> Come on. Now, listen, I'll give you another one here. Okay, so let me finish that one so I don't get too far ahead. Paul said to him, stand upright on your feet, and he stood. What did he do? Paul led him, actually, power of life and death, through words, and he acted and stood up. Why? Because he had faith in his heart, and his unbelief went to belief. How many remember this? Jesus up on the mount, having a great time, glowing in the dark. Took Peter, James, and John, right? <laughs> Took the boys up. Peter's yakking, always yakking, during this transfiguration of Jesus. You know, Peter's like, this is great. We don't have to light fires anymore. We can see at night. We should build a temple here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. You know, he's just, da, 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 da. I think he was nervous. I would be, you know, you, Jesus, you're looking at him, and then all of a sudden, whoa, I mean, he's just illuminating everywhere, you know? And then you hear God speak out of heaven. They're up on the mountain, woo-hoo, yeah, this is awesome. Then they come down, and what, what did they walk into? The disciples couldn't cast a demon out of an epileptic boy, right? This boy had epilepsy or something like that. We might call it that. This, he had a demon or a spirit that would cast him into what? He into seizures, but he cast him into fire and water. Do you know what this family was doing? They avoided fire and? Because their child, every time they get around it, Demon goes off and could throw the child into the... Do you see this? <clears throat> Jesus looks at them and starts talking to the father. And the father says to him, you know, he's talking to him. He said, look, I asked your disciples to cast out this uh, spirit out of my child, and they couldn't do it. Is that true? Now, you're gonna, now I'm, I'm asking spiritually here. Jesus said what? He gave them power over. So could they not cast it out? They could have. They had the power. It was given to them. You're going to have a hard time proving otherwise from the scripture. They had the power. They had the ability. It just wasn't happening. 
And, and, and so they, they start having this conversation. Finally, they get through all of this. Jesus actually casts the devil out of the child. The child is set free. Jesus actually looks at the man and says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. The man looks at him and says, I believe, Lord, help my... Oh. He had faith. Don't tell me they didn't have faith. They're praying for the boy who's got a demon. The man brought the child to the disciples. There is faith in operation, but there's also unbelief in operation, and this is causing an issue in the spirit. Amen? So everything's said and done. The man's happy. His child is set free. This is the paraphrased version. Author's paraphrase. There you go. <laughs> That's an inside joke with me, Mike. Sorry. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving along through the story now. They've gone off. Jesus is now with his disciples. His disciples and him, are, and him are talking. And he said, why could we not cast him out? And he said, because of your unbelief or because you don't. You're not operating like you should in faith. In other words, unbelief had taken over. But yet we know they had faith. So unbelief had started to work its way in. Where does unbelief start to work its way in? It's when you begin to, or you stood on the word and you're believing God and you're declaring the word, but yet the child still goes into a seizure after you prayed for the child. And now circumstances are doing what? They're talking to you more, and you're following them more, excuse me, than your faith, correct? So unbelief has this way of working in our society. Now watch this, and in our world. This is what I want you to see, the solution. Now watch, how do most people think Jesus, when the religious people, when they, they think when, when Jesus said uh, they asked him, how do we get this demon out of this child? Jesus, or how do we get this out? How do we solve this solution? Most people think th that the Lord told the disciples to fast and pray to get the devil out. He said, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and... He's not talking about the devil. He's talking about the unbelief. He's not talking about the devil. When would you know you prayed and fasted enough? Where in the Great Commission does it say, lay hands on the sick, and if you pray and fast enough, I'll heal them. He said, lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, and they'll be healed, right? The unbelief was the issue. People say, well, I got unbelief in my life. Pray It's the prayer and fasting takes the unbelief out. Amen? Pray and fast. You say fast what? What you're seeing. How do I fast what I'm seeing? Turn the news off. It's not sticking my head in the sand. It would be if I was, you know, not seeking God. But sometimes the wind and the waves and the seizure and the panic and all the people around you, it's starting to get to you and you can feel it. 
You know it's starting to, it's starting, I read this in Proverbs this morning. It talks about a lying person hates those that they lie to, but it talks about how they actually end up storing up hatred on the inside. You can actually store up things in you that you shouldn't. Because you're allowing things to influence you that are not of the Lord. Your focus, your attention, your... And it can be... How many know that wind and waves are very convincing when you're walking toward Jesus? But yet, we know we have the power to overcome it. So how do we come overcome it? When we've done all we can to stand, we do what? We stand there for. So faith comes... And belief is established in your action or confidence, belief, the action of faith. I'll call belief the action of faith. The confidence of that and the action of faith is established, rooted, it's strengthened through fellowship with the Lord. And sometimes it requires that you cut out all the other unbelief. That you shut off, you fast out, you get rid of, you spend focused time and fellowship and prayer with the Lord... To where you're nothing, no other information is getting in, just faith information. Come on, not another source is getting to you, but the spirit of the living God. There's a fellowship going on between you and your father. And you're not allowing the circumstances around you to dictate to you who you are or what you believe. It's work. It takes some discipline. Because we live in the world of a million things to do. And more. Every second of your day can be, information can be fed to you. You know, how many remember before cell phones? Okay, I do. Now, I'm, now I'm talking about like smartphones. Not just cell phones. Do you know on my phone, I can hook up the internet to my car, and wherever I have cell signal, I can have internet signal? I'm driving down the highway from here to Ohio and back, and Ian can play his game because we have a hot spot, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But did you know in your spirit, 24-7, you're a hot spot? <laughs> you can hook yourself up anytime, anywhere. And you've got to learn to do that and put the other stuff out. You eradicate the unbelief. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Do you know your senses, your natural senses will never tell you whether you're in faith? And you know what else your natural senses will never tell you? That you have enough faith. But yet, uh, Rick was teaching us, this morning, we actually have the faith of God on the inside of us. You have enough faith. It just may have some unbelief that needs to be developed or rooted out. 
For we walk by faith, the Amplified says, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. With trust and holy fervor, thus we walk not by sight or appearance. Choosing to believe, living by faith is not denying what you see. It is choosing to believe what God has said about what you see and choosing to believe that he is changing what you see into what he said. Listen to this. Faith gives God access into your situation to turn what you see into what he said. If you say what he said, you will see what he said. The power of life and death is in the... People say, I don't know if I believe that. You better believe it because it's how you got saved. If you believe in your heart and confess with your... Oh... I don't know about you, but I don't want to be flimsy spiritually. I just don't. I want to keep growing, keep developing. And I'm not just talking about just natural things. I'm talking about spiritual things. If you seek the kingdom first, the natural things will find their order as they should. Because you'll put them in their place. Because of our covenant with God through Christ, when we in faith speak God's promise to our situation, it is in essence God speaking. I'm going to say it again. Listen closely. Because of our covenant with God through Christ, so that first, when we in faith speak God's promise to our situation, it is in essence God saying, speaking to that situation. Why? Because you're in covenant with who? You're actually one with him. Uh, I think Joy brought it up a couple of weeks ago or a week ago about John 17, the prayer that God, that Jesus prayed for us. He said, Father, that, that, that you, that we would be one even as that the people that believe in Jesus, and Jesus would be one, even as you, Father, Jesus speaking, and I are one. So in other words, bump, bump, bump. Come on, it's the little Russian doll thing. Come on, I talked about this before. <laughs> How many of you have seen the Russian dolls? You got the big doll, and you open it up, and what's inside? Next one, and the next one, right? So, look at it this way. <laughs> you, Jesus, God the Father, bump, bump, bump. And then the Holy Spirit. I mean, you're surrounded. You're in him. The devil comes against you, he came against who? Why? Because you're in covenant. Come on, how many are married? Husbands, you're married, you're married? Yeah, you're married? Somebody come against your wife, what happens to them? <laughs> If you come against my wife and my kids, you just came against me. So if the devil or anybody else comes against me and I'm in marriage covenant with God and I am, you just came against who? And sometimes believers do that and they wonder why they're frustrated in their faith. 
Don't think God's going to side with you against one of his kids and sit and gossip about them with you. Because he ain't. He won't. People say, yes, I've heard from him. You heard from somebody, but it wasn't from him. It's a false spirit. It's a lying spirit. But it sounds, yeah, he's a mimic. Satan appears as an angel of... If what you're hearing in the spirit contradicts what you read in this word, you might as well give up that spirit and go with this word. Okay. When you are born again, God says he wants you to take control of your flesh and rule it. This means you have to fight. You have a fight on your hands. Your flesh won't tell you that you have faith because then it doesn't have control anymore. We talked about the fact that faith comes by hearing, amen? And we'll wrap up with this. Let's wrap up with an example of people who chose not to hear. How many know this? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The faith that you and I need for the situation is actually inside the seed of the word of God that you're hearing. So when you open your Bible in the morning, sometimes people do this, like, I got to do my devotion before I go to work, and they open it up, and they read the chapter, and like, and they blow through it in two and a half seconds, you know, and they get in, they're like, oh, no, I got to go to work, and da, 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 but they didn't really open their ears to see, and their eyes to see and to hear what is here, because if you do, when, you're, when your heart is open to the Lord, and you're laid bare before him, you're, you, you're just, you just say, Lord, do in me what you want to do. Speak to me the way you want to speak to me from these verses here. When you do that, it, I, I mean, I don't know that I could say it's physical, but I can tell you this. I know when faith hits my heart every single time. I know everything can, I can feel, oh, you know, like, oh, man, I got to get the, you know, I got to wake up. You know, you wake up in the morning, you kind of got that, you know, whole uh, asleep brain thing going on. And, uh, and you can feel like that, and you don't even feel like open. I don't even feel like opening my, my Bible, and I open it up, and I'm like, okay, here's where the, re-, and I start reading, and all of a sudden, a few verses in, it's like the Lord is sitting right next to me going, Look what I said right here. And I go, oh, I never saw it like that before. He said, yeah, let me show you some more. And some more. And then instead of trying to get through your devotion, you're like, I should probably shower before I go to work, but this is good. I'm eating good. And then you know what hap- what's happening when you're doing this. What's taking place. There's this excitement. There's this joy. There's this motivation that's taking. What's happening is the spirit of faith that is from your father is now penetrating di- deep into the soul of your spirit, your spirit soil. And it's, ge- it's generating life. There's this supernatural, even though the circumstances look b- bleak, even though maybe you didn't feel like God was there, all of a sudden you crack open the door of eternity through this word and you begin to go, oh, there's a whole nother world here, a whole nother access. There's promises here that will rain down out of the supernatural into my natural circumstances and begin to change the way they are. 
to where you go, I don't have to fight my battles. My God fights for me. You go to work and people are in a mess and you're just like, ah, eh, whatever. And maybe you skipped your shower and like, eh, Sean stinks today. Stay away from him. But in the spirit, you're like, hey, I'm alive. Faith is here. The word is working. He's on the war path. There is the lion of the tribe of Judah that is pacing around me all day long. His angels encamp round about me. My children cannot go anywhere where I cannot touch them in the spirit. Because I got outside myself. I got beside my hair. I said, no, I'm not going to identify in who I am anymore. I'm not going to identify about who I am in my natural lineage anymore. I'm not going to identify. I'm not going to allow the seeds of doubt and unbelief to infect the precious soil of the spirit of the living God on the inside of me. Right? And this is individual. I'm not going to go to this next verse. I think that's good. Did you get something? Why don't you stand with me, please? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Are you thankful for the word? The word of God will change you. Rick was talking about this this morning. He's talking about commitment and what commitment is. It was so good. I encourage you once we post it to go back and look at it. But we've had people give their hearts to the Lord and, and receive Jesus, and you know they've received Jesus. I mean, you could tell. They've had an encounter with him. We do a new believers class, and he was reaching out to these different ones that had given their heart to the Lord about doing a new believers class and beginning to grow and develop in these things. And no response from, I think, the majority. Because people don't commit. You don't realize what you're missing when you don't commit. You know, I've seen this through the years watched people who pop in and out of churches in and out of ours they don't develop spiritually like they should they're crisis Christians you say what do you mean whenever there's a crisis they go to God they know they're not I'm not saying they're not saved I'm not saying that at all they're born again there's only one qualification to get into heaven believe and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior believe in his sacrifice that's it but you'll miss out on so much more you could have had here if you don't commit to him and his things. you miss out. I'll just warn you ahead of time. You're going to go through fights whether you have a firm foundation in the word or not. The storms are coming whether you've built on the word or not. It's coming. People say, well, that's a bad prophetic word. It's Jesus. 
I'd rather just stay in the Word year after year when I feel in the flesh, when I feel bored, or when I feel like I'm getting it or not, or when I, I don't feel like going to church. You know, people think, well, the preacher wants to show up. I don't even want to preach sometimes. I'm talking about naturally. But in my heart, I know. And then God visits you while you're preaching. Can you tell when I feel God more than others? <laughs> in that sense, sense Him more? I'm just like you. If you were under the mantle that I'm under and you were ministering, you'd go, wah, too. It's like grabbing a live wire. 240. You know, you just how many have ever gotten a hold of just a light plug before? Yeah, Ron, I see you back there. <laughs> how many know you know when you found it? <laughs> well, just keep fellowshipping with the Lord. You'll know when you find 240. You'll know when you find the live wire. Just keep fellowshipping with him and fellowship. Get, 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 get the world off of you. <laughs> You'll know when you find the live wire. And people will know too. And then you won't have to sit back and kind of look longingly at the relationship you see somebody else has with the Lord. You'll just have it. I know something about God. He wants you to climb the mountain to Him. He wants you to go towards Him and pursue Him. People say, oh no, he, he, he's, he's chasing me. Draw near unto God and He'll draw near unto that's what James said. Draw near. Draw near. Well, it's going to take time. And I have this. Yep. You're just going to have to take time. You might have to disappoint a few people. Some friends. Family. Well, we planned this. I know, but I just got to take time with the Lord. I just got to take time with the Lord. Well, every year we do this. I know, but this year, God said this. Your faith and your belief will function at higher and higher levels. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.